Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another installment of the weekly catch-up podcast, the bi-weekly catch-up podcast. It is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021, the last day of the quarter for all you sales folks out there. And uh, we're back twice as nice in the same week. You're welks, tots and bots. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B-Red Colvin. That'd be me. Number 65. Number 65. All we had to do was say that we were going to sunset the show to, you know, get us motivated to get back here, baby. Right. Yeah. I'm enjoying this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping that we can do as much justice as we did last week. Got some good feedback. Uh, early numbers are looking good, buddy. <laughs> I don't see why we couldn't. I mean, our show notes, uh, we have a plethora of that. We're uh, we're really trying to jimmy the system with those show notes on YouTube, but it's working. Malaysia's yeah. catching on. Amen. Um, the link farms are going to work. <laughs> what <laughs> about farms. Moscow? What they got going on? Moscow. We'll talk about that. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that on the flip side of the break. How about that? Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Would you rather be trapped in a small room with 10,000 tarantulas for 10 minutes or eat 10 tarantulas in 10 minutes? We're going right into this. I, I love this segment from last week. It produced a lot of good laughs. Uh, so I'm trapped in a room with... A, a small room, it needs to be noted. A small room. Yeah, with 10,000 tarantulas for 10 minutes. Yeah. Or you can just eat... 10 tarantulas in 10 minutes. And I'll say, if you are unable to accomplish this, you'll die. Can? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> failure to play the game results in death. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have questions. Am I, are, are the tarantulas dead? No, 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 no. They're alive. They're alive. Yeah, for sure. Am I allowed? Both. both in the small room and if you're eating them understood yeah um can i bake the tarantula into another dish do no. i have to eat it like no i i'll, I'll give you this i'll give you this the 10 are alive and you can kill them as best you see fit and then eat them but you can't mix it in with other foods you have to eat it on its own so like you're gonna have the trauma of killing the 10 tarantulas before eating them you can have that um i'll give you that there's virtually no trauma associated with killing a spider, a snake, or but an insect. a big insect. tarantula, like, is, like, I don't know, man. I'm not a fan. I mean, I It's hate, not like I'm just actively looking I hate for... this whole game, yeah. so it is what it is. With the 10,000 tarantulas, are you saying that the small room is so small that they're more than just ground cover? Like, they're starting to stack up? <laughs> yeah. Like, am I needing... Yeah, they're, in... they're crawling on you. Okay. So... I like that third option where you just kill me. <laughs> That's the one I take. You can't pick? No, I just off myself. No. I mean, I guess I can't say that I'd kill myself if I just had to eat 10 of them. But, you know, at the same time, I'd just rather kill myself. <laughs> That's a, I hate both of those options. Yeah. If I'm allowed to kill them first, probably just 
Am I allowed to like throw up while I'm doing all this? Yeah, of course. So I don't have to like retain the tarantula. They need to all go into your mouth at some point. And oh, then just in my it, mouth? Well, you gotta oh, you gotta swallow option. it, and then if you throw up, that's fine. Right. I would. This probably... is like Fear Factor. You know, like they they I think they were allowed to eat it and then swallow it uh, and then throw it up. Okay. Well, I'd be throwing it up as each bite was swallowed. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's no time limit on the eating competition. No, it's all ten minutes. Oh, you got to eat ten of them in ten minutes, or you got to chill with ten thousand of them for ten minutes. I don't know, man. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you where I land with this. I think if I am allowed to wear clothing, I'll chill in the room with ten thousand tarantulas. Am I allowed to wear a beekeeper uniform? Um, I think you could just wear regular clothing. Like I think your hands are exposed and your face are exposed at least. Like maybe you're wearing pants. And a long sleeve. Okay. I'll do that option then. Yeah? Yeah. You were about to off yourself a couple seconds ago. I know. <laughs> Just for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's been one, of the, been one of those weeks, buddy. <laughs> yeah? You caught me. The, you and the spiders caught me in a moment. <laughs> God. Yeah. Your answer probably had less to do with spiders, huh? I was like, I was just thinking about doing that instead of podcasting. So <laughs> it's a joke. Um, joke. No, I just, I hate both of those scenarios. Like yeah. I prefer kicking those little, those little horses running around. Right. I know. I felt, I felt like I had to up the ante a little bit. You definitely did. Yeah. You doubled down. All right. I thought that was a hilarious segment from last week. Yeah. Mine are always like, you know, if you're like, <laughs> mine are terrible if you're asking like a hetero male like okay if you had to like make out with a chick like with jessica simpson's face but a man's body yeah, yeah, yeah. or i don't know you could do something else with a woman's body but a man's face right which do you choose yeah that's that's i get it that one's above my pay grade yeah that's tough so answer it, Brad. I'm going to off myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, good transition, buddy. How's it been going since uh, Saturday? Tiring. Yeah, why? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you had like a banquet and stuff we that night? We had a banquet that we did on Sunday night. Um, so I was chaperoning that with Courtney and some of my coworkers. Um, and it was fine. It's just this year, the banquet we held at a venue in Mansfield and... Um, our essay, our student association that planned this banquet, they planned the dinner and then they planned the very end, like giving out awards for like king and queen and all that good stuff, best dressed. Um, they didn't really have any activities for the middle part. And since we were at a venue, the kids had never been there before. So they start like wandering around with their dates and they were kind of like hunting them down and keeping an eye on them. So that was not the best i'm not a you know not a huge fan of that but um overall i mean the kids ended up not doing anything bad and it it was fine they left enough room for the holy spirit (laughs) um yeah close enough close enough yeah like we'll just say like everything will be like nothing to write home about in nine months you know what i mean like we're we're good all right. Well, <laughs> you saved the big one, buddy. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So we have that. Um, I feel like, yeah, later this week, watched uh, the baseball team. And uh, Courtney and I went to go kind of look at houses, just kind of get an idea of what we wanted. 
Um, and I think we've landed on building, like going to these developments that where you get to kind of pick uh, your plan and stuff. And I think we're going to go that route. That way it'll be ready like several months down the road. And, you know, we're probably going to get married at the top of the next year. So timeline wise, that kind of makes sense. I was wondering what the, um, the update on the old uh, marriage date would be. Yeah, yeah. You know, she wanted a fall wedding, but with everything, you know, kind of had a crazy start to this year. So haven't been able to do much wedding planning. Um, so the end of this year is probably too soon. The end of next year is too far away. So we're, we're probably landed on um, this coming spring. We are actually going to an open house uh, next weekend. I think it's next weekend or the weekend after. And um, I'm going to check out that place. And they actually have like a raffle going on. I'm not going to tell you all where it is because don't need anybody showing up there and putting their names up for the raffle. Yeah. Do they have so, lemonade and cookies too? <laughs> <laughs> they might. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so exciting things. Just That's just, super exciting, dude. How, yeah, many, yeah, yeah. how many houses have you gone to see? Um, I mean, this week we just saw the one. We've we've checked out others in the past and looked Where, at other properties. Where's this development at? So this one was actually in Cleburne. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they have that nice toll road over there where Courtney could easily get to work, and then I'd be not far from work. But I ideally, I think I would want to be in Burleson. Um, That's where I thought you were going for was more yeah. that area. Yeah, but Courtney had found this property. She wanted to go check it out, but. That doesn't mean that that's what we're landing on. It just, just something to do. She's in Fort Worth proper at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So, and then, you know, just teaching on top of that. So we had a long staff meeting today where they talked about how the conference is wanting to add uh, development plans for all the teachers as if we don't already do enough. Like I'm, I, I'm hoping my master's classes will suffice and I can just put that in as my development, but we'll see. Um, you're like just growing up in every other way count right development. Yeah. you want to talk about growth yeah <laughs> it's like got it this year yeah just um, submit your eulogy speech on video and be like yeah. uh can i cut to the front of the line right. please i'll take my doctorate i'll take my honorary phd right um yeah so that's what i got going on oh, that's cool yeah man what do you want to divulge <laughs> as far as work as well, far as work goes. yeah 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 yeah. it's my only updates are work <laughs> um yeah no no it's um yeah it's the ever-present struggle what to divulge on the podcast and that's one of the things that i i love about this show and i think i was alluding to this in the last episode uh as having missed is like it's a litmus test for what's really going on in your life like what are you willing to go on record for in front of uh, all these folks that you know listen. Right. And, you know, they're people that I want to be able to remain in good graces with and mm-hmm. call and have active relationships with. And, you Absolutely. know, um, when you have a podcast that reflects on your own personal anecdotes through different phases of life, which is kind of what this has become, I don't, I think it was supposed to be more topical for a while. Like, hey, what did six <laughs> by nine do, Brad? <laughs> You're in the culture. <laughs> um, and now it's just like, guess what happened? You know, yeah. we're always just crying and laughing and I, I kind of like what it's become, but, um, you got to be on the same page with your story when you have a podcast. Cause you can't be telling this person one thing and that person, another thing, and then saying another thing all together on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, I have, I have updates. Uh, 
you know, more has gone on in the last 40, 45 days than, than just work, but work's been going well. It's yeah. the last day of the quarter. We had a great meeting with our CEO today and um, excited for the future and just growth. I was alluding to the the growth that we'd experienced in the last podcast with, mm-hmm. you know, tripling in, in headcount and really. You're kind of sp- like, like a big dog over there. You know, I, I'm, you struggle to remain so. Um, that's that's one of the weird reflections of being in a situation where, you know, uh, you've earned enough tenure, so to speak, that if you continue to produce more than you're paid, mm-hmm. uh, act with integrity and, and value and do what's right for the company, like you got to roll there. But that's not enough. Like you want to keep up and you want to be in the leadership meeting. Sure. Um, your your previous stint at um, what am I thinking? Well, don't name anything. Okay, I'm not naming anything. But your previous stint, you know, you, you were telling me about the growth and how long it took kind of while you were over there and and that maybe you some of those tools and you're, you're reaching those those same goals uh, at, a, at a quicker timestamp. I've directed the sales process at two startups now that have gotten to a certain amount of uh, monthly recurring revenue that's notable. Um, it's an inflection point for... Um, institutional investors to get involved. And I think it's, you know, I, I felt like an underdog coming out of Swahoo and not having an MBA or feeling very analytical or, you know, half the things that are wrong with me and, uh, you know, consistently have chosen better company right. in the professional world as I've gone along. And I've maybe done that better than any other aspect of my professional career. But, you know, notice some opportunities uh, was lean and mean with my savings and in an effort to make myself available for those opportunities. But the reflection on this, this particular juncture and, and kind of being at the end of the quarter today is that um, the half-life of, of these, of this growth is, is mm-hmm. happening for me professionally. Like yeah, we've hit revenue marks in a fraction of the time. I know, you know, a, th- a third of the time to build a even better, you know, situation. So yeah. And that, that's all I wanted to highlight. I didn't, I didn't want you to spit, sweet spit you. out any uh, numbers or or uh, any any company names or anything. But I, I do just want to highlight kind of like kind of killing it, man. Well, there's things that I, I won't divulge about work due to confidentiality and NDAs and just respect and things like that. Um, you always want to format the show as though your coworkers or even your CEO were listening because um, right. they could. Um, on the... You know, I've always made a point, and you and I have the pre-podcast show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the real, it's the real juicy stuff that we'd ever, we'd put into a, a clubhouse or a Patreon episode one day. That's what I'm saying. Like that is the value, at least for me. Because are you still, you're still upset about the Heston tweet? I'm not a well. First of all, I'm not upset about uh, it. Shots fired. No, pim, pim, pim. Heston. I know you're going to be listening to this, but all I was saying is, like, I personally disagree because. I, th- I think it is valuable in that because it, it just exists in that moment and I know exactly who's in in that room listening, I could probably be, I could, you know, I could pop my collar. and you could pr- let and your probably, hair down. Exactly. And um, that's all I'm, that's, that's where I see the value is like we have this one special moment with everybody involved and, you know, we can keep, we can continue recording episodes. But we have these moments with like fans and whoever can make it can make it. And that's awesome. And that moment exists in that one time. And 
I don't know. I, uh, yeah, what you share in real time that. is so different because like the phone calls that we share are so much. <laughs> I mean, they're they're so much less. I don't want to say thoughtful, but like your guard isn't up as much. Like you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, here's what happened, or like whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Going back to everything, well, like, and I, I don't, I just don't have to worry about getting canceled because I'm like, you know, right. I, I trust the people in this room. I know who's listening, and then that's it. And we can just joke around, like, n- not that I say anything crazy, crazily outlandish, but you know, I do work at a conservative school where, if you're, if you're a Christian, or even more so if you're Adventist, you know that there are different shades of Adventism. So if I say something that might ruffle some feathers, um. That that could be bad for me. You know what I mean? And, and it's yeah, not no, hundred percent. Right. And so that's all I'm saying is that's where I see the value um, in that we do come together as a small, tight knit group, and we share some laughs, and we we get to say a couple things that we may not say to a wider audience, and um, then we could continue doing. It. I I I think I would agree with Heston if that's the only thing that we started doing. But I think if we added that, there's value in it. Yeah, I, I see that point. Yeah, and it would get a different level of divulgence, as you would call it. Yeah. Um, Some people have more luxuries to say whatever they want. I, I have to be careful. Yeah, and I could wax much more eloquent on, on certain things on an ephemeral media platform like a clubhouse or something like that. But... Uh, I've always had the opinion that with us putting this feed out, with this being on Apple Podcasts, with us buying a URL to support click-through traffic to this and setting up the digital web to have it be immortal, to have it be memorials, you know, like where, you know, the express intent in some ways is like, well, maybe I'd want to pick this up and like, you know, listen to this like in 30 years, you know, like knowing that I've known that my life could change and so I've not divulged uh, many items from my personal life, my romantic love life, um, you know, for the last 65 episodes or so and um, made the, the critical pitfall yeah. a couple episodes ago of um, announcing that I was in a relationship. And unfortunately, in the last uh, little while, that is not going to continue any longer. So that's kind of the update from that perspective. And I have to say that because I announced it. Sure. <laughs> it's like, you know, I disregarded my, my own cardinal rule that, you know, yeah. it, it feels it feels stupid when you're feeling things, you know, to well, well, I mean, why wouldn't I talk about this? But, you know, it's for the express purpose that, well, if it takes a turn in the future, you don't have to bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um but there, I mean, there's something to be said about you being vulnerable and open and opened about that. And I think, I think the only thing that people can do is respect you being open and, and talking about what's going on in your life at the time and what you're talking about now. Um, that that's difficult, and I don't know. I it's I, a, I think it's commendable though. It's a weird component of our show size too. Like it, it's yeah. one thing if Oprah comes out and she's like. You know, I had this this thing that happened and I'm going to bear my soul and be honest about it. And we're all just like, wow, we all gained inspiration from that. We can make it through our own thing because, you know, she was vulnerable and let yeah. us know this stuff that. Um, but when you have I mean, we're we're pretty open about numbers and stuff like we've got a really solid, rabid fan base of about one hundred and fifty folks 
that listen to every episode, you know, cover yep. to cover. And then all of our YouTube Malaysia traffic stuff is like, yeah, I mean, just that's by the thousand user acquisition, but they're not as immediate. And so what you're saying is, yeah, we have these 150 people, but they're in close proximity. Yeah. And so it, it the, one of the main reasons why I'm probably going to leave it at that in some ways is, um, you know, just out of respect, because you just, mm -hmm. you know, sure. Ruffling feathers is not not going to do anybody any favors. And nah. um, so but I, I did feel like hopefully that'll explain my lack of personal updates like yeah. um, last episode and this episode. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I'm sure everybody else listening does, too. And we're all Team Carson, man. We're rooting for you. And um, I, I'm just happy to see that you're crushing it in many areas of your life. And um, I know you're going to continue to do so on all fronts. I think I'm think I'm settling settling down towards um, you know I'm figuring stuff out. Isn't that yeah? Like I think that's a great takeaway from this. Is like I think if we listen to some of those early episodes and you know whenever I'm talking about a relationship versus you, I, I think we've kind of seen a shift in in your thoughts or or I don't know. Yeah. Well, would, I think would I'm, you agree with that or no? Well, yeah. Like well, yeah. Like. I've, I've been through every ebb and flow and peak and valley in that time period. You know, I was in a more defunct, um, dormant almost, mm -hmm. you know, iced over stage in, in some of those episodes past when I was commenting on you disappearing into the pillows and the couch covers and all that over the weekend. And, and then I got to experience that and loved every moment of it. You know, it was great and did not want it to end you know like loved loved that component and i feel like um maybe even surprised myself like oh yeah like i'm actually cut out for this moving forward like i can i can hold i can hold one down you yeah. know like i'm i can contribute to something and be a productive member and i think that um you know just had some great conversations recently about um you know just documenting things things that are positive things that are negative and being a more well-equipped person that um i don't know I, you know have you ever heard for guys like it's all about timing and like yeah. you know y you just become open and available and like you're you're then mr right or whatever and mm -hmm. then naturally somebody falls into place and um i don't know i think that people have to be people have to be good by themselves to be good together in I many ways. I wholeheartedly agree that agree with that. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of positives about that and a lot of excitement for the next chapter. Well, yeah, and I think that I think the greatest takeaway that we that you can get from this is like, hey, I I can experience these feelings, and I mean that's kind of exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. So pencil me in for 2025. Perfect. 2026 will be. You know, you get one of these every four or five years that really, you know, pull at your heartstrings, so to yeah. speak. Mm -hmm. Is that just a thing? Like, I don't understand. There's like a million beautiful women in Dallas alone. And there's maybe two of them where you would see them and you'd be like, oh, I could I could be with that person. But it's you know this what I mean? crazy like, thing where like, obviously, beauty's not enough. But even it's a, I don't know. Maybe you'll agree, but sometimes personality is not enough. Like I can recognize somebody's beautiful and I can recognize that they're a great person and still not have that pool. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? 
Well, that's yeah. And that's just like the situation where you're like date four and you're like, man, I just don't know what to do with you because like I I should like you, but right. I, like I'm not. And then this other person that maybe this other person is objectively not as attractive as that person or they have less going for them on paper, but you know, the earth wants you to be with them. Yeah. You know, like your genetic makeup is gravitating towards them. And same. There's something about the fair, like the pheromones, the smells, the genetics, like nature, nurture, something that there's just certain people that you gravitate towards mm -hmm. uh, more so than others, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, we were talking off air and I kind of divulged some information where I was just saying, you know, after I had a, a messy breakup, um, I didn't date anybody for three years. And that's not because like I didn't want to fall in love. It's just like, and I mean, I, I would go out, I would meet new people. You didn't have inspiration. Like, not at all. You know, zero. Like you, there was zero. You didn't run into anybody that. Dude, I had hurt somebody's heart and then had my heart broken within the span of like six months. And I was exhausted on both ends. Yeah. And, and that was enough to just chill. Um, But obviously now, like, I'm kind of happy with, with that path and I'm happy with where I am now. And, um, so I don't know, like, I'm just really happy for you that you were able to experience that feeling, even if it was for a brief moment, because that just is kind of a reminder that, that things, things are getting real, that you're, you might be ready to, to find that. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Wonder knows, what she's man? doing. I don't know. Maybe she'll be the one. Yeah. I, I think she'll be the one that'll uh, kill those tarantulas for you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're going to find this girl and she, she'll be like, I'll eat 20 of them. Yeah. I'll save, I'll save me and Carson. I'll eat his. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the first thing I'm looking for. Yep. Would you eat a tarantula for me? <laughs> no. Uh, anyway. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, sorry to. I, I don't feel like I shared a whole lot, but I'm just. I don't think I should. Um, yeah. And you know, it just uh, nice, definitive, crisp ending, which is a little abnormal for me. And mm -hmm. um, anyway, Here I guess uh, to better to have loved than and experienced it than not at all. Than never at all. Yeah. That's Maybe what they say. Yeah, I think that there's definite um, acceleration in areas that would not have been accelerated otherwise. Mm -hmm. So for that, you know, that's a really positive silver lining yeah. coming out of everything. And, but I'm like, I'm turning 32 this year that I, I guys don't have the bio clock. I don't think to the same extent, but um, remaining time on earth is becoming more and more of a pressing issue mm -hmm. with every passing day. Well, yeah. And if we want to keep it semi deep, you know, I, I think about my dad's life and, I think about where I'm at in my life and I turned 30 this year and you know, about to, about to get married. And, um, I think about having kids and I'm like, okay, well, if I'm looking at my timeline and uh, you know, what if, what if I live to be around the same age as my dad, like where, where am I going to be at and how old are my kids going to be whenever it's my time to go? And it's like, yeah, I just start looking at, I, I don't know if that's healthy or not, but I'm kind of looking at things through that lens. It's, it's like, not, it's not good or comparable. Like yeah. my parents had two kids and a home by the time they were my age. And 
I showed up to their home back to back weekends over a breakup <laughs> at 30, almost two. Like, yeah. so, and I pointed that out to them. And we had a good old laugh over that, but I'm like, something's wrong here. And they were like, no, yeah. you know, and I mean, everybody has their own path. Actually, it, it was super, uh, now that I'm thinking about this, they had some amazing points, you know, like we came to some amazing points where they were like, your breadth of experience was so much more varied than ours. Like, yeah, we had kids in a home and like some of the the staples that you'd be looking for out of your memory dividends bank. But, you know, my mom hadn't been to Europe until she was an older adult. You know, yeah. when we went to go see Meredith, like I'd, you I've spent, college, right? I've spent months in Europe, you know, over 10, 12 years, yeah. um, you know, from a very formative age when I had, you know, the physical resources, I didn't have the financial resources <laughs> to the same extent, but I had the physical resources to exhaust myself running around Rome and yeah. Florence and London and all these different places. Um, that's a really valuable thing. And I got to go with friends and study groups and family. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't have kids, but I have months in Europe over all these different trips and experiences, just to name one thing. And so it, it was really a powerful learning lesson that we're all, we all have different varied experiences that we can derive value from. Yeah. And, um, nothing precludes me from having all of these amazing experiences while I can at a young age and getting out there and making mistakes and meeting people and doing all this fun stuff. And then still having all of that American dream stuff, you know, mm -hmm. available to me at a later date. That's correct. Love that. <laughs> okay. Well, no, sorry. I was just kind of in my own head thinking, and I just knew I needed to reply. <laughs> <laughs> you look so dear in the headlights right now. Yeah. No. I mean, like, and and I agree with all that, and I'm still thinking, like, but yeah, I'm the dude that does want those kids, like, now, and I want as much time as I can get, and um, I don't know. It's just, it's it's uh, it's a weird feeling. That's the part where we still differ. Like I, I've grown up and by that, I mean like I'm ready for a girlfriend, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. ready. I'm ready for a partner, you know, like that's the type of thing that I'd be interested in regardless of title, but something longer term that I'd be, yeah. you know, accruing interest in, you know, right. like Heston always told me, he's like, you hit a point where you want compounding interest and, you know, chasing girls or whatever is not going to get you that. That's like little savings bank stuff, you know, like yeah. if you want, that's like, like Chuck E. Cheese tickets. That's Chuck E. Cheese tickets. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you get a pencil at the end of the day. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> he was an eraser kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, uh, you want the aggressive like ROI associated with like spending time with the same person. And he said that to me on this trip to Kerr Lake back in the day. And I'll just never forget that because I was like, I knew that it made cerebral sense. I knew that it made logical sense on paper, but I hadn't felt that way yet didn't make emotional sense and i've felt that way yeah. <laughs> now yeah and uh that's huge. so i'm not I, I still want i still want you know a child named charlie at 38 9 or mm -hmm. so uh he'll be a pga tour golfer in the future that's about it i'm not hell-bent on the home the wife the kids all of that but you, you know, don't have to be do like, want to direct that into a, a relationship and be socially available as a couple you know what i mean like all my favorite people are in couples now yeah that's true um and i was just gonna say like i think i think we need to normalize more like doing all that at a later age or not at all because some people just i mean it does take longer or they end up not wanting that at all and 
I, I think, I think we've talked about this in the past, but like looking at others and, and how they're growing and, and, you know, they're like, you just said, all your friends are in a couple and everything like, but that doesn't mean that has to be you. Uh, but, no. uh, but if you decided that, that you do want to do that, then that's awesome. And you know, that's something that you want now. And, um, Luckily for like, me, it just should never be something that you're pressured into. You know, what no, I mean? no, no, no. It, it's something that, you know, I think longer term, I, it's something I, I desire. Um, and the awesome thing about the awesome thing about my selection process no, <laughs> with friends is that none of my friends would ever discourage my attendance or preclude me from things that I would, you know, normally be invited to for lack of a significant other. Mm-hmm. So that's not the issue. Yeah. Um, but it, it can be more fun when done right. Like, you know, like that dinner out or whatever, like it, it can add something to the conversation. And Well, um, dude, I mean, I would just love to like, you know, Courtney comes over and y'all roast me. It's like I would like to have a back and forth with somebody where I'm I'm not always the end of the butt end of the joke. But um, we'll get better than buddy. Like, I, I, I don't know what you're maybe you're diagnosing the wrong issue there. Oh, man. Saturday is going to be a trip. Oh, yeah. We got Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. For those that don't know, I'm Courtney and I are hanging out with Carson and his fam bam on Saturday. So I, I, I can imagine some stories will brew from that. We were on a bigger topical thread that I wanted to cap off right what, what was it i mean we were just kind of talking about um different people yeah i'm not pressured into it at all yeah. but it is something that i think i desire longer term and i think that the world is normalizing it happening later because millennials like you know if you go especially if you go post-grad or anything like that like by the time you're like locked and loaded and all you've accrued enough cash to make a dent and figure something out in the world like and you're ready, like it, you're older. You well, know? And there's just so many more options these days. Like, I, I think I, we just have so many more opportunities. Sorry about that, folks. I wanted to cut the audio real quick. Uh, I'd seen a big old spike whenever B Rad was adjusting his microphone about 20 seconds ago, and that was a bit. We, we just listened to that. We're gonna leave it in. Sorry yeah. about that, but yeah, that's on me. So if you had your headphones in and you heard a little, little noise. My yeah. apologies. Good morning. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this on your morning commute, wake up. You know, a lot of people like disrespectfully fall asleep to us. Like, I don't think that's disrespect. I listen to all my favorite podcasts uh, while I sleep and then I'll just uh, run it back. Yeah, run it back. Yeah. Run it back. Yeah. As time. long as they're running it back, that's cool. Yeah. And they seem to have a firm command of the content, but I'm like, were you sleeping? Like, yeah. Ugh. That's okay. I, I think the beginning and end are the best of our. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think there's just select moments that kind of are funny and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine us just cutting the bits to like a 15 minute show. Like. That, that would probably be great. Yeah. We should try that sometime. Maybe. The 10 minute podcast. Mm. What would we do? We, we'd have to like cliff note everything. We'd be like, so in the latest news, uh, the quarter wrapped up great for appreciate. Brad has been back to teaching after the banquet. Carson broke up and uh, <laughs> they both want to kill themselves over tarantulas. And uh, and that's the show. We'll and catch that's up the next show. <laughs> People will be like, oh, it's always good to hear from them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love it. So what's been going on in the world? I feel uh, like we, we haven't talked about 
I mean, we're coming, we're kind of coming out of COVID. It feels like, yeah, like it feels like with the vaccine and herd immunity and like, I can just like, I'm walking around more boldly out in the lobby of my apartment building mm -hmm. and in the elevators, like with, I have a mask in my pocket, but typically until I get to the retail establishment, like I'm not going to really put it on. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's the general consensus like the last three weekends of golf like the guys have actually wanted to shake hands you know like mm -hmm. we've been doing an elbow or you know the last couple of months you know if you were ballsy you were doing a fist bump yeah but these guys are like extending palms you know and i don't know it's been great mm -hmm. i'm it's, kind it's of like nice thrown to off that, nice to have that sense of community back a little bit i find myself just trying to front as the most pc person about it where i'm like you know I've walked into like places that I knew I didn't need a mask with a mask on mm -hmm. just to see, you know, I want to be the person that shows up in a mask, sees everybody without a mask and then takes mine off yeah. like a dutiful little Democrat servant, you sure. know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, who knows anymore The the state of our politics is, uh, Little cray cray. I know, man. Uh, Prince William, the best looking bald guy. Oh, I haven't seen any buzz about this. He he was voted sexiest bald man. William? Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah, you want to get political? Let's talk. I mean, we got who the ran rock. that poll? Gallup. <laughs> no, this is like. Uh, let me let or me pull up the Vogue. list. Let me pull up the list. Please do because yeah. he's never been a, a looker. Do you? Can you imagine all the bald men that he beat out? There's so many good-looking bald men. Yeah. So many. It's one of my favorite uh, Bruce Willis roast jokes where they were like, you were so great until Jason Statham started balding. <laughs> uh, he beat out Jason Statham, The Rock, Bruce Willis. Uh, yeah, that's uh, not even – that doesn't happen like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm still looking for the thing, but – um, just wanted to throw out, throw that out there before you talked about politics. What do you make of this, like, kind of like long smoldering, and I feel like reactivating interest in the Rock to run for president? Is that popping up again? I've been listening to uh, Lex Friedman's podcast. He's a, a PhD, like, he I don't know, he's some advanced uh, scientist or something like that from. MIT that was on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's since started his own and had the likes of Elon Musk on, uh, mm -hmm. Jason Kalkanis, uh, Sagar and Jetty. Really interesting conversations. And he, he asks questions that are just very thoughtfully put. And yeah. it extracts a different response from his very learned audience. And uh, really been enjoying it and totally forget why I'm sharing that with you. Wait, who is doing the podcast? Uh, Lex Friedman. Okay, we were talking about The Rock. Yeah, yeah he, oh, I think they were talking for... about Sagar and Jetty. Okay. And they were talking about how history will regard, like, Trump's legacy at large. Like, you know, when you zoom out, like, to a two mm -hmm. or 300-year view. And Sagar was making – I believe it was Sagar was making the point that, you know, who was president from, you know, 1799 uh, to 1845? You know? Yeah. Can you recall any? No. Uh, we all know that Abe Lincoln was president in the 1860s. We all know that FDR was president in, what was it, the 40s, 30s? I don't know. No, I, um, 
JFK was in the sixties, Reagan was in the eighties, like Bill Clinton was in the nineties, Bush was in the two thousands. Like we we know mm-hmm. some of the big ones in recent history, and then you know George Washington. Um, we can correlate that with historical dates, but there's large swaths of history where it's like Grover Cleveland or somebody like that. And so we were thinking, or we were thinking, I was on the podcast with them. It was Clubhouse. <laughs> no, they were thinking, as I'm presenting it back to you, you know, what will Trump Trump's legacy represent? Because everybody thought it was going to be the insurrection, but how quickly we get over some things. Like I know that the media is still trying to you know, hype that up. But I don't think that people really care about that mainstream as much as the media would like for us to. Yeah. And they were talking about if The Rock or Oprah or somebody like that were to run successfully in the future, that Trump could be regarded as the first celebrity president. So that's kind of okay. how I got on that yeah. that topical thread. And, and they think there might be more celebrities to come. For, invariably. Uh, Reagan. Reagan was... Uh, he was a, a, a television actor and mm-hmm. maybe a movie actor prior to uh, becoming not governor. as big time, though. Well, just not as um, pervasive over decades. You know, Trump's been running this brand game for 50, 60 years. You know, true. He came from a father that, you know, uh, desired some of this to okay. a certain extent. I respect that. I mean, e- even during Trump trying to get reelected, we had Kanye pop up and i'm not saying like he was even close or anything but we definitely have celebrities that are putting their names into the hat i think uh cynthia nixon uh from sex in the city ran for new york governor hmm. um there's there's a lot of crossover occurring with you know trump trump made politics mainstream in a lot of ways and like a lot of people got involved like celebrities got involved and people were very vocal yeah. and now it's just like government has gone back to being uber boring and i don't know um you don't like it being boring oh no i like everything i i like i in some ways i like the chaos really mhm that stressed me out mhm <laughs> you like the stress in some ways what about it do you like well there's something to be said for feeling like you're living through a moment in history. And even if it feels like a terrible moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, I think the fact that those people in Hawaii got the text message that everything was about to blow in 90 seconds, that's exhilarating AF man. Like the <laughs> Holy crap. Like you're a wild boy. I don't know. Like there's something to be said for like, <sighs> I like it on the edge a little bit like that. Like I like, I like the variables in certain ways at a certain perspective. Like I like to control the things around me in terms of my physical environment and make my bed, you know, like start my day with a win, you know, all that, (laughs) all that bull crap. Um, (laughs) I'm coming across as pretty pathetic in this podcast. (laughs) Absolutely not, man. Like win one. I'm I'm just over here like, dude, what is under your bed? What do you mean? You like danger. I don't know. No, I, I do like, I like uh, change, change prone environments. I mean, I work in a startup, you know, like everything changes. And I feel like we're coming out of one of those chapters right now where like, I genuinely feel a different way today than I felt six months ago mm-hmm. about future and like my, my role and responsibilities and things change and like, it's good to be in a dynamic environment. And I think that you need some more 
immovable objects around you in that setup and scenario. And for me, that's always been, you know, my family and my inner close group of friends, Mm -hmm. you know, I haven't changed that up over the years. So in your personal life, do you think you feel more fulfilled over like whenever you have a bunch of obstacles to overcome or, or whenever like you've gotten through those obstacles and you can chill for a sec? I don't know. It's like, there's these weird comfort rings. Like sometimes when it comes to finances, like there are times that you've, you might feel richer with, you know, a thousand dollars in your bank account than when you had $50,000 in your bank account. Um, or sometimes the idea, the concept of square one and rebuilding different aspects is always exciting because, you know, there's a saying that to get to the top of the mountain, you have to go up multiple paths that, you know, turn out to be dead ends, but give you a lookout vantage that shows you the proper path or the path that will get you further up the mountain to illuminate the real proper path. But you got to be willing to start over each time. And if you're willing to do that and iterate and be vulnerable and expose and, you know, Mm -hmm groom and prune and all that stuff uh you can make it to the top of the mountain Hmm. i think for me like in my decision making i'm always trying to do my best to prevent fires rather than um because i i I think i do a decent job at putting out fires but i always try to do my best to make sure that they don't pop up in the first place and like i'm always really cautious of that and i think that's sometimes why i'm careful of what i what i might say even if i'm not going to say anything terrible to begin with you know what i mean um yeah yeah no i'm not seeking unnecessary conflict i'm a people pleaser mm -hmm. i'd rather have a rapport with you than to be at odds with you i'd rather i'd rather probably tell you well i'm not really even the type of person to tell you a white lie rather than spare you my real opinion if we're that close um i'm typically pretty open and transparent and candid yeah, about so. some of that stuff. But um, yeah. You like a little spice. Well, sure. Absolutely. But no, I mean, I think it's all about your Maslow's hierarchy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, do you have your emergency fund? You know, is there money in the bank? Do you have income coming in? Do you have a nice apartment and surroundings environment, good relationships? Like you start to build all of that and accrue and then you conquer new things. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be crazy, but new challenges and stuff like that. Like, and I don't know. I mean, tell me it wouldn't be exhilarating to be living through like an end time. Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> I'll leave that. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm not built for it, man. I mean, you know how many I'm billions? Built, I'm built for coziness. I've, I've done my best to just make sure my life is cozy. I'm much more okay with, uh, existential crises like that where we're all gone than if Mm -hmm. i'm the one that's gone and i miss all the memories oh okay in some ways in other ways like i've always been the guy that gets on the flight like uh, one time i turned to john and i'm like dude this thing goes down we'd be memorialized forever we're so young you'd be on the news for like five minutes no we wouldn't make the news yeah well we might if it was just like a southwest flight (laughs) we get sucked out the window (laughs) (laughs) what's what's the bad one uh spirit yeah if it was spirit you wouldn't spirit's honestly my biggest hack because spirit flies direct to all these cities spirit to cancun like buck two bucks and my i can fake that european travel bag as my carry-on and it works every time yeah i I, yeah i just don't fly comfortably on spirit i'm a bigger dude are there seats smaller Mm -hmm, for sure less legroom oh 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, is what it is. Glad they're not sponsoring us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out Delta, American Airlines, uh, Alaska, if, if JetBlue. If any of you, uh, I'm a Southwest man myself. Southwest. We. we hey, uh, if any listener of the podcast wants the Southwest credit card, please DM me, and I will send you a referral code. You will receive a big bank of Southwest miles for signing up, and I'll get a little divvy myself. So, brought to you by Southwest Airlines, officially. He wholeheartedly means that. I do. I'm serious about my Southwest miles. Yeah. I I, uh, I remember you talking to me about that maybe a year ago or even longer. Now that my credit's good, I feel like that'd be something I'm interested in. We'll was, your, was your credit bad? It was non-existent. And it, so... To win. Um, that's what I talked about on the last podcast. Like, uh... A little, probably a year and a half ago is when I started taking it more serious and I got my first credit card and started started up in my credit. What do you start at in that scenario if you don't really have a credit history? Dude, I was in like 550. Dang. Yeah. What no. I've learned... Now I'm at like 700. It feels like the uh, the novice consumer spender is going to think that well, I don't owe anybody any money, so I should have a great credit score. That, I should be that the, was exactly my thought. I should be the, at the top. Like, you know, all the the bills that I have unpaid on a credit card should be points against me, right? Yeah. And it's like, ah, uh, no. It's actually kind of like yeah. they want to see like multiple lines of credit, like good credit mm-hmm. history, but only a certain percentage of that credit used on that credit card. And yeah. all I, I always stuff. had a debit card. My cars were paid for in full. Um, it never, never put anything on a credit card, so. I did. I did buy my escape on. I financed part of it, mm-hmm. and it was a good decision. I, I paid it off a year or two early. Nice. It was not an exorbitant payment, and it helped me build a credit score. I've had credit cards throughout the years, and um, you know, always pay those off statement balance. But um, honestly, need to expand it because. You know, I have friends that are like in the 830s, 840s. Wild. Um, they've incurred far more debt in their lifetimes than I have ever. Um, and I'm just at this like, honestly, I'll just be candid. I'm just like trapped at this like 780 mark where I really can't do anything except borrow. I, I need to borrow money from somebody. Like I need to. And, and what what they're targeting me for is like, I need to buy a new car yeah. is, is what likely will happen as the next major purchase. You know, what would you need? Why would you want your credit to reach that? Po- why, why would you want to break this threshold? What would, what doors would that open for you? That's, that's a great point because I don't really need it to open any doors for me at the moment yeah. per se. Um, you know, I'm not looking to borrow money to put it into other resources at the moment. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's totally a vanity score at this point. Got it. I guess that this, again, financially illiterate in some ways, but uh, you could get better interest rates maybe or, or better access to, to loans and access to capital mm-hmm. for the better credit score. Like, I don't know. Got it. Okay. I, I think that we're at the threshold where, you know, you're approved for your apartment. There's no issues with anything, no derogatory marks. Yeah. I use Credit Karma. Do you use that yeah, app? Yeah, that's exactly what I use. Yeah. They have a, they're a little – I want to model their email notifications because they send me that little score. You've got a new score, mm-hmm. and they have the little thermometer or odometer thing, and 
so effective for getting me to log yeah. into that application. They, they send you an email whenever there's been a hard inquiry uh, because, you know, I, I recently put in to see what kind of mortgage rate I could get. And so immediately got an email once once they ran my once they ran my numbers. So that was nice. Woo. Yeah, man. I got my stimmy. I finally got it in the I mail. I still haven't. I finally got it in the mail. Dude, my iPhone camera does not work. I've, I've done everything. I've Googled every help center forum article. I've restarted it. I've reset the settings. I've, you know, updated the, the software. I've done everything and my front camera will not work. So yeah. one of my um, visits to my parents lamenting everything, I had to deposit my stimmy on their USAA mobile app. <laughs> but I finally got it. I still haven't got my tax return, though. No. I'm worried that I'm getting audited. Oh. No, nah, I'm playing. But I still haven't gotten it. No. I feel I, like I should yeah. have gotten it. I got mine from the school and actually printed it out today. What do you mean you got yours from the school? I got, well, I got my W-2. Oh, I filed my taxes. like a, I, My expected delivery date of my direct deposit refund was mm -hmm. weeks ago, and I still haven't gotten it. Oh, got it. It's okay. still in progress when I check the status. Yeah. But got that, got the STEMI, just got... Q1 payouts notifications. Dang, where um, are we going to eat? Yeah, like, and it's, it's like, um, it's gonna be a good point. Okay. Good point. So, excited about all of that. I'm happy for you. Excited for all that government money, baby. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> give me the, give me the money. <laughs> oh, um, let's shift gears. All right. Lil Nas X. What do you do? You don't know? No, I I saw something, but I don't. Uh, I know he's okay. in the news. Dude released a new song. Okay. Um, hey, it's, it's a, a holiday. holiday. No, not that. One. I love that song. Yeah. Um, this guy. Let me look up the name of the song. It so it's called Oh uh, Montero, call me by your name. Okay. He also dropped the music video. This happened uh, this past Friday. So he came out with a song. He dropped the music video. In the music video, uh, I haven't watched it, but I've seen clips, like, I guess, images from it. And I've just read everybody's um, comments on, on, on the old Twitter sphere and, and <laughs> Facebook. And uh, apparently this dude featured Satan in the video and was like giving him a lap dance and like twerking on him and stuff and uh, <laughs> conservatives hey, were, yeah it's a holiday conservatives weren't happy about that one so oh no well oh but there's more conservatives need to lay off this like hate like they've always hated rap and now that women are doing it provocatively they hate cardi b and megan the stallion let them do it just tune out like but it makes you look super old and white when you, you like come down so hard on the hip hop. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, I'll I'll tell you this: Nike has gotten involved. How so? Well, um, there's this company uh, that collabed with Lil Nas X. Um, this company, uh, let's see, uh, it's called Mischief. M S C H F. It's called Mischief, and they modified a pair of Nike Air Max 97s and decorated, decorated it with a pentagram and a reference to Luke 10, 18, which is a Bible verse about Satan's fall from heaven. Um, the shoes also 
claim to have like human blood in the sole like or in the uh, I guess the rubber part at the bottom of the shoes and um, they come in like a decorative satanic looking box and so apparently a lot of people got mad and they thought Nike were the ones that had made this and um, Nike is claiming that they've already lost a lot of customers and sales due to this controversy so they are suing hmm wonder how many customers they've really lost i don't know um the, boy that's just great when product placement keeps you in the news regardless of anything like what a mm-hmm. what an iconic brand yeah um and so he's been trolling on twitter like for the past four days well what's the underlying situation here has he sold his soul to the devil or what are we talking about here no i don't think he's so paying homage or um i guess I think I, he even claimed again i haven't seen the video but i guess he breaks the devil's neck and like kills him at the end of the video or something. And so Lil Nas, he tweeted, he's like, the only person like I made fun of in that video was the devil. And I thought y'all hated that guy. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. And then uh, he also uh, took a screenshot and posted, it's like a joke um, collaboration with Mischief where it was like Chick-fil-A shoes. With uh, John three sixteen on it, and he's like, "Hey, are y'all happy now?" <laughs> so okay, so it, he's so he's, just, he's straight trolling. Yeah, he's well, he's trolling with the original intent of the video too. It sounds like I guess like just trying to stir up controversy. Yeah. I mean, he, people are getting like deep with it and everything. A lot of people are saying because you know Lil Nas X is gay. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of them are saying like, well this guy has listened to Christians who claim that God doesn't love him because of, you know, his preferences and stuff like that. Like, what did y'all expect? And so people are like doing the old analysis on it and like writing 20 page. That's a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's one of the podcasts that I would really recommend to shed light on that behavior. Uh, Lex Friedman, Jason Kalkanis, Jason Kalkanis was an early angel investor of Facebook Mm -hmm. and uh, he he is so adept at characterizing the rise and fall and like the kind of the chronology of the, you know, here's what the team was thinking. And in an effort to, you know, spur on virality, they made this decision about this feature that didn't give the user all the optionality. And so it created this echo chamber and then users figured out X, Y, and Z. And he really sets the stage with like, here's the feature that Facebook shipped or that became prominent in our social media. And then here's the the ripple effects the downstream effects of societal behavior based on that that fostered this culture that led to this culture like he goes from you know this the way that the algorithms favor you know things with engagement led to people understanding that things that were controversial uh were you know of the most engaging you know types of content and that netted them the top of the feed where they would get all their dopamine hits and so people went from because for a long time everything was just chronological and yes. it would disappear and then when they started to do the thing where they would just pull it like a slot machine mm-hmm. and really get um programmatic with it and show you things that you hadn't seen before that had the most engagement yeah. uh, that's what re-triggered our behavior to become more outraged right. and that led to outrage culture which led to cancel culture and the way that he breaks all of this down is like you think that you've heard every spin of this whole like social dilemma and all of this, mm-hmm. but hearing it from Jason Calcanis's perspective, 
especially with the coaxing of Lex Friedman. I love that podcast. So okay. amazing. What's the name of the podcast? Uh, I think it's just Lex Friedman. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if there's a name. That sounds that sounds really interesting. I'm gonna. Look He's that got up. some great uh, interviews in there. Like the one with Sagar and Jetty, uh, who I'm always referencing, Rising the Hill. Yeah. Uh, love that guy and his co-host Crystal Ball. You guys should definitely check them out. I know that Michael Denny has definitely been on Rising. My dad has been on Rising. Nice. I follow I've, them on Twitter, and yeah, I've, I've seen clips that they posted and stuff. I like it. Uh. Michael was uh, hitting me up. He told me I should do this shout out because it was funny. The other day, I was on I was on LinkedIn, and this guy like viewed my profile, mm -hmm. and I noticed that he was from Beacon Roofing or had that as a post or something, and that's where Michael used to work. Okay, and um, so the guy had like looked at my profile, and then Michael sent me a screenshot of like I don't know if it was a message thread between the two of them or something, but it was something about the podcast and. I was like, wait, what? Does this guy listen to the podcast? And Michael goes, yeah, like when I was featured on your show the first time, uh, this guy named Nate at Beacon had listened to that episode and referred it to uh, this guy named Justin who just looked at my LinkedIn profile. And so apparently Justin had picked up the show. I don't know if it was like 30, 40 episodes ago or whatever, but he'd picked up the one that Michael was featured on. And then apparently he's been listening ever since. Oh man! Or at least sporadically. So like true, like word of mouth, like that weird elusive audience member where we're like, why would you stick around if you don't know us per se? Yeah. Well, Justin at Beacon Roofing stuck around, so shout out to you, Justin. Justin, you're the man. And Nate, you come on back now. <laughs> Just, Justin's the type of fan that I love, baby, because I, well, I could say whatever, and you know. Yeah. Justin ain't gonna bring me down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin gets all yeah. the deets. <laughs> ah, we had more Justin's man, and I, I love all the people that I know too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you uh, could just bring about my demise. Is all. What were we? Uh, how did we get on that? Uh, we were talking about Sagar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Lex Friedman's podcast is dope. Like, yeah. check that out. There was another guest that I listened to. Um shoot it'll come to me okay the other thing that you don't remember about jason calcanis is how ride or die like blood brother he is with elon i had no idea because i i'm not very familiar with this guy at all other like this guy with the first time i ever went to san francisco was actually to attend this guy's conference he okay. does launch conference and launch um like startup accelerator he runs an angel list syndicate uh he's a guy that essentially wants to be the first check into your company so like at my last startup where you know we were you know operating out of bedrooms type deal and you know two co-founders and looking for our first venture capital and trying to find product market fit like he wants to be one of the first checks into that situation and he has happened to you know, meet with founders through his connections and all of the, the content work that he does. Um, and he's been one of the first checks into the likes of uh, Facebook, Uber, Robinhood. Like those are his yeah. big three investments. Okay. And when you're the first $50,000 check into that, like he now invests $30 million a year. He picks some great companies to invest in. Yep. Pick some great founders. Got a good eye. Meanwhile, um, I talked about the company Blink last week. 
which is the electric car charging companies. Mm-hmm. They're up like $10 since I first invested. So what's up? What's up? <laughs> chicky, chicky, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm balling as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Where should we go? I'm going to go back to Mexico. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to take a couple days off and also remote work but i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna do a lot more snorkeling and love that um would you ever be interested in scuba diving yeah for yeah. sure 100 uh, um, right before covid i was looking to get um my what is it a cert, i guess certificate or license is it, is it a scuba diving license? yeah i think that they're i don't know that's the main thing that's preventing me is don't you have to be certified or something yeah and there's a place in fort worth and uh had it scheduled and everything and then uh, it was scheduled after spring break, and it, COVID hit during spring break, so all that was canceled. Well, like I said on the podcast back in August of this past year, I only got to go snorkeling uh, based on my schedule one morning yeah. on that trip, and immediately kicked myself for not having carved out more time because the minute I stuck my head under that water <laughs> and that coral reef and all those fish, I was in hog heaven like yeah. i thought that was the most fun crazy thing uh i know it sounds super stupid no, remind but... us what you saw swimming around there <laughs> just a bunch what of stuff you, yeah snakefish and snakefish. Uh, all sorts of different colored fish like and you weren't freaked out i was freaked out sometimes oh, okay. yeah like i'd get that jolt where i'm like that one doesn't look right yeah. you know ah uh, but it's kind of that fear that you're kind of chasing maybe well yeah there's yeah. something about being underwater like Something that's always freaked me out is like when they go find ship wreckages Mm -hmm. at the depths of the sea and then they, you watch them just like, and they're like going slowly with their flippers down to like this massive cavernous ship wreckage. And you don't know whether there's going to be a fish or a skeleton or or a shark or or shark or any number of things. Little Nas X. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Um, it makes me feel incredibly claustrophobic, but like I'm down, but drowning is probably my top fear. Top fear. Yeah. Interesting. Not a fan. Just, just like looking up at the surface and not being able to, to make it to the top is, uh, makes my palms sweaty. Yeah. My, my worst one is, uh, just kind of being locked away in a box or buried where anything that where I would come to and wake up and I go to lift my head and I I hit something immediately Mm. and I go to lift my arms and I hit something immediately. So I'm just, I have to remain motionless, but I just languish there. Have you seen the movie buried? Yes. With Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Yeah. Crazy. That is, and I picture a more extreme version of that, but anything where you can't, um, essentially you can't have any vertical movement Mm -hmm. of any type where, if I wanted to go scratch my nose, I couldn't really get it. Mm. I couldn't, I'd be so tightly wedged in that my arm couldn't turn over even sideways to get it back up to my face. I would just, that's, that's my ultimate fear. Have you ever gotten sleep paralysis? Sleep paralysis. You don't know what that is? No. It's like where you feel like you've woken up, but like you can't move your body. Mm. I guarantee some of our listeners have gotten that. I've gotten it. I, I might have. It's like where you're conscious, but like your body hasn't woken up yet. I'm the opposite. I used to sleepwalk all the time, and I would just come down. I would come downstairs. I would come out of bedrooms. I'd be totally asleep, and I'd be a, like walking around, eyes wide open, 
and oftentimes crying. <laughs> Why are you crying, bro? I don't know. <laughs> Dang. I'm sorry, man. That was like, dude, that was like when I was a child. Sure. You don't sleepwalk anymore? No. It, I haven't. You just grew out of it? or I haven't get, slept, get hypnotized slept or? till I was. I slept walk like in my like single digit years, like Got it. like four to eight type deal. Yeah. And then it was very strange. You turned 10 and you were like, that's childish. I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put that chapter to bed. <laughs> okay. I like it. Yeah. Sleep paralysis, man. You're lucky that you've never experienced that then if you have such fear. How long does that kick in for? <laughs> um, I, I've gotten to where I, I can hold my breath and that makes like the rest of my body kind of wake up and I can move around again. Wait, wait, are you experiencing this frequently? Um, I, not in a while, but wait, in my twenties, I definitely have. So you would just wake up and not, and not get be able started. to move. This is a thing. I cannot believe you've never heard of this. Well, I've heard of people being like, oh, I just woke up. I can't even move. Like, well, no, that's not, <laughs> but you're telling I'm, me it's I'm an actual like, thing. You, you literally cannot move. I, I'm going to look more into the, yeah, bro. That's the I, scariest thing I've ever heard. What yeah, in the world? Insane. So do you, does you this keep, just happen the talking. first time? And you're like, you snap out of it. And well, you're like, it happened. Whoa. It happened like whenever it started happening. Whenever I was a kid, like Do you I, like Google I, this or like? Well, I'm going to now. I've never. I mean, like, how did you seek treatment for this in the past? Or I never you, got treatment for it, bro. I just finally did, was able to move, and I went about my day. Right, but did did that not set off a red flag? Did you tell anybody? Well, yeah, but other people have experienced. It's very common. More than three right. million U.S. cases per year. That's why I said, "Did you Google it?" And you are. Well, I am like, now. Oh, I. Th- I think you meant in my past. No, yeah, like uh, I'm talking about when you first experienced this and you're like, oh, is my body different bro, than other when people's? When I first experienced this, I was probably like literally five or six. Google wasn't a thing. Yeah, I feel you. And so it just it would just, was just a part of my life. Um, it says one of the major causes of sleep paralysis is sleep deprivation or lack of sleep, a changing sleep schedule. Uh, let's see. Feeling of being conscious but unable to move. Let's see. It occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep. During these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds up to a few minutes, which I've experienced a few minutes. Um, Some people may also feel pressure or a sense of choking. Sleep paralysis may accompany other sleep disorders such as narcolepsy, which I've never had that. Um, It usually occurs at one of two times. It occurs when you're falling asleep or when you're waking up. Yeah, I guess those... (laughs) I mean, that makes sense. Thanks, Google. Um, I don't know. I can look more into it, but it's crazy. <laughs> it's <a> wild time. <laughs> You're like, remember that time I died every morning? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they officially know how screwed up we are after this one, Brad. <laughs> I'm like walking around crying asleep. You can't wake up or get up. <laughs> yeah, man. <it's... laughs> no, I want to know uh, if you guys have experienced that. Text me because I, I want to come back with proof that I'm not the only one dealing with this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be the only one. Yeah. So, um, okay. Ready for my next question? Mm-hmm. All right. Would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything you're told? Uh, I'm sorry. Would would you rather lose the ability to lie, like you can no longer lie ever again, you're not capable of it, or 
believe everything that you're told. Like no matter what, what somebody says to you, like you're going to believe them. And you mean like, it's like, uh, was it liar, liar or, um, where he has, he can't even do a white lie. He's like, actually you look like crap today. And it like sabotages his Uh life. Uh Or I have to be like the, the patsy that believes literally everything. Correct. That's, that's the exact scenario. I'd rather be the patsy that believes everything. Really? Yeah. I, I would have bet money that you would have chosen the other one because you're already like a really honest person. Yeah, but I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to commit social suicide by saying what everybody's thinking when oh. it would be better left unsaid. I guess, but I think like that... is it compelled speech or is it just if I'm asked directly? I think I I would bring it down to just if you're re- asked directly. I don't know, it it depends on the type of lies. Because I even guess. then like you can tell the truth without I mean you you can say it in a kind way like i'm not saying you have to be super mean about it unless they're just like straight up like do you think i'm ugly and you're like yeah but i i just picture like it coming out of jim carrey's mouth where it's just like oh blah, blah, you know, yeah. it's just like he he just lost it you yeah know? i like, don't think it's that crazy i just think it's you know you only tell the truth or you only believe everything i i, I would buddy not... I, I already believe everything i'm told so <laughs> <All right. That's> <laughs> I think that salespeople are very optimistic and salespeople are easily sold in many ways. Mm-hmm. They're the easiest demo to sell, mm-hmm. actually, um, oddly enough. But that one was interesting. What What's your take on it? I would tell the truth. I, I don't want to believe like just whatever I'm told. Yeah. I think that takes away some freedom. Yeah. I don't know. They get you with that. I don't want to get on religion. <laughs> Okay, what didn't you have a third one? Yeah, see if the you third one's went, any better. You already want another third one? Yeah, I'm a little. You've had some. These vary in how they strike my fancy. Yeah, that um, one didn't strike your fancy as much. Not as much. Okay. Well, this one probably won't either. Then. No. Yeah. Would you rather date someone you love, or date someone who loves you? I uh, date someone I love. Yeah. 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 It works best that way. Mm-hmm. You can't love me too much. If you love me too much, I, I you don't love you. I don't. You don't love them. I'm like this person yeah. does not love me this yeah. much. You need a little bit of love. I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Just enough. I'm like, cool it down. Yeah. No. Uh, there's a there's a state of perpetual pursuit that certain people are going to want to employ, and even when you feel like you have it, I feel like there should be some aspect of you that knows that you have to maintain it and continue that pursuit and level of respect or whatever so um i'd rather but there are people out there like that really crave being loved you know what i mean uh yeah i'm and i'm not yeah i'm I'm just saying i know you're saying uh you'd rather love but i think i think that's a i think that's a good question yeah i don't know where i stand on that i've had an answer for the other two i don't know about this one I think I might lean toward feeling that love from someone else. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I need to feel it for me to be in it. You know what I mean? Like I need to be the one experiencing that. And even, even feeling the fragility of it or uh, need for improvement on that, like strengthening of that bond. Like I, I feel like I need to, can't feel like I have it all in the bag day one. Mm. You know what I mean? 
I also feel like I already care a lot, so it'd be kind of cool to care less. Like, not that I don't want to be loving, but sometimes I care too much in in uh, situations. Yeah, especially in the beginning, like everything is cataclysmic or monumental. Or well, I mean, you think about anything like if, even if we move this to out outside of romantic relationships, like if we're talking about family or friends or anything, like would you want to be? Would, would that change your answer or no? Uh, is restate the question uh, would I want to be in a relationship with a friend where I do the loving or they do the yeah. loving mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know like that's the kind of what if that like defeats the purpose of the game because those two can't be mutually exclusive for the relationship to work long term okay, you fair. both have to care yeah you know, because I can't, there are going to be periods, there have been periods where I've let my friends down over a period of months or a quarter or however long due to uh, some sort of personal ineptitude or time schedule situation or moving. And, you know, they've picked up the slack that I've created, you know, yourself included with outreach when I didn't deserve it or hadn't been returning that favor, you know. Likewise. Um. And then there's other times where maybe I've hunted them down and been like, Hey, you good? Like, where you been? Yeah. Whatever. So you have to give and take and it's the give get cycle. It's one of the core pillars of building a stronger relationship. That's a good answer. I'm satisfied with that. So relationship building software all day long Mm -hmm. and doing it at this point, company a year and a half now it's um it's fun to have be capable of having some of the higher level conversations with a, a skeptical executive that you know you would have lost the deal on its heels um on its toes on its arrival a year ago and now you know the right things to say and the right way to approach the conversation and what really matters and how to solve for problems without what the mainstream might think about it I like that. Would you rather have t- Would you rather have toes for nipples or nipples for toes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, can I walk on the nipple toes? You're going to have to. Yeah, I'd learn to nub it in some shoes, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't want you don't want toes sticking out your chest. No. Okay. You'd have to You'd have to wear socks while you make love in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like your balance would be really off. Yeah, you'd but you'd learn to you, yeah. you'd wear those nipples off, dude. And then if you're you talk about uh, chafing, like when you're running, you're really gonna be uh, chafing on your feet. Well, they're not breasts; they're nipples, Brad. Like your nipples gonna... have never gotten irritated whenever you've been running. <sighs> yeah, you get yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Now it's moot. Now it's ten right, of those. Now right, it's ten of those bad boys. Right, but ten years on my nipple toes, and those things are going to be worn nubs. Like they won't be nipples anymore. Got it. They'll be my feet. Okay. <laughs> All right. People are like, we must lose people so hard. To, what would what? What's that bad professor of yours? That bad boy. Um, 
Oh, what's uh, up, Travis Simpson? Travis Simpson. Yeah, man. Travis Simpson. He's, st- he's still been listening. He sounds like a rock star party boy that you would see at Aria or, you know, Plush. Plush. Tau. What? Plush is like a sunset nightclub in downtown Dallas. It's so stupid. Um, Travis Simpson, who's actually a serious fellow, mm-hmm. he's got to be like, I mean, you're farting on massage people and like no, <laughs> duck-sized I, horses. I'm holding it so I don't. That was uh, I couldn't believe that you divulged that last week. Well, that's so funny. We're back, man. We're back. Um, in a in a more serious note, like I do feel like life's too short. Like so, I'm I I, I I'm telling you, man. That my my dad's passing has kind of changed my mentality on some things. Where um, I'm okay with with sharing. Like I don't care if I get embarrassed. I don't care if I say the wrong thing as much like i've noticed myself kind of speaking up in staff meetings more and kind of sharing my actual opinion on things because i'm just like dude you can be nice and listen and and do all these things right and bad things still happen Mm -hmm. so um yeah and when when not not to get all serious about it but when a parent dies it for some of us we're we feel we might feel like, oh, we can live for ourselves for the first time or, oh, we we were supposed to be living for ourselves the whole time, like not our parents' expectations. Mm-hmm. I think that you had already moved on in your adulthood to a certain extent past that. But yeah. like I that was one of my first thoughts is like, well, what does your North Star change? Like, does your faith change? Like, you know, yeah. when there's no sometimes the accountability back to your parents is one of the major, uh, you know, things that keep you grinding in your 20s 30s whatever i mean for me my faith and my compass hasn't changed but it's more of like um, i would reckon 100 percent or very close to it um of our of our listeners have not experienced what i experienced that night and uh so now it's like a lot of my worries the things that i would typically worry about just don't amount to anything Right, they've been put in perspective. Yeah, I'm just like, who cares? In some ways, it's a very freeing thing, a very educational learning lesson type situation, but it's you know a very bitter pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, nothing about my situation is analogous, except for um, you know, just the loss of certain chapters of your life or whatever, but that excitement about the next chapter and what Mm -hmm. just the insights that you're now equipped with moving forward. Um, there can be those silver linings. Yeah. And I think it's great to try to find those silver. Like if you're just only looking at the negative or or the bad things that have come out of it, I mean, where does that leave you? So, I mean, I, I would give anything to have my dad here, but since I can't control that, I'm at least going to, try to find some lessons in it or or somehow grow from it for sure yeah man and never never be afraid to go deep yeah tots love it when you go deep i do what i do what else should we just get out of here uh we can (laughs) (laughs) you're like we're we're at time we got time we, yeah. we put out a doozy on Saturday. We twice did. as nice in the same week. Yeah. Um, I mean, y'all got, y'all got a little bit from us today. and I've shed a few pounds. I'm, I weighed in Ooh. at 
184. Nice. I would really, I love that Carson body at 175. That would, that would be lovely. You, you have nine pounds to lose? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Would love you to lose. must be hiding it 12. under that vest no, or I something. Just, I like the way clothes fit if you're pretty good and thin. Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to feel anything bending over when I'm doing my shoelaces or something. But uh, the problem that I'm experiencing is that there's been some retail turnover over on over on Victory Ave okay. um, in my neighborhood uh, where I, I walk over for sustenance frequently. Uh, my Chipotle is over there and a couple amenities. And uh, the two new <laughs> sandwiched in between the W Executive Residences and a Pilates studio, we now have Insomnia Cookies, mm. which is a Tiff's Treats competitor. Oh, yeah. It's going to serve chocolate milk and chocolate chip cookies and well, warm and gooey they, brownies. They, still, they stay open way later. And they stay open way later. Yeah. Next to that, on the other side of Jimmy John's, is a brand new pizza pie shop going in. You're screwed. That is coupled with Aqua that's next to Macero. So I now have every genre available to me. But there's also a Floyd Mayweather boxing gym going in across the street. Wow. Been seeing a lot of like Maybox and uh, like... um, uh, phantom rolls royces like on the rooftop across the street and you can tell that like i don't know if and when floyd is coming to town for like a grand opening or what the deal is but mm-hmm. but that, he might be around that's gonna be a big day because yeah. i mean he's gonna roll deep you know dude i in vegas floyd mayweather's dad was walking the streets we met him well i didn't I, we wait did he tell you that he was floyd Mayweather? no everybody was freaking out and then um Madati, noticed that it was him and we actually googled and he was oh. like he was like literally from me to you maybe give another two feet oh wow and and so it was clearly him but anyway that's what's up yeah shout out floyd pretty boy shout out floyd and shout out to you tots thanks for listening to us twice in one week um i would say that they'd catch up over the course of a couple weeks but they're devouring the crap out of saturday's episode yeah and and we thank you for that. Thank you for uh, embracing time us. us and and listening upon our return. Yeah, thanks for listening to the good and the bad. And we really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I don't I, I don't mean in terms of content. I mean in terms of like you know, okay. our. I thought you meant like between last episode and this episode. No, or, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. No, I meant like, um, I'm not typically the type of person that likes to come in and admit defeat or. Uh, really report anything negative you know well that's something that i appreciate that you did today so thank you for thank you for sharing you're welcome bradley i'm all yours again (laughs) (laughs) finally dang i've been waiting uh all right tots we're off uh to the races when will we be back brad uh i don't know i'm gonna see you saturday let's let's have a good time then and maybe we can discuss another day i i uh potentially can be back a week from today all right. Well, we're still quitting. <laughs> yeah, this is Y'all still need to ending. Know that it's like it's over. It's a thing. You know, it'll, <laughs> it'll happen. All right. So y'all need to listen while you can. <laughs> we'll catch you up next time. Later.